it's designed to help companies get their first few hundred users, their first few hundred newsletter subscribers, their first few followers, their first few subscribers on YouTube. It's really just a way to build out that audience first approach that I was talking about and uh, and go from there. You're listening to my guest this week, Steve McGarry, who's talking about an audience first approach in crypto and why it's important on this week's Stash My Crypto. Let's get going. Well, hey there, crypto friends. Thanks again for joining me uh, for Stash My Crypto podcast once again. Today, I have on the show with me Steve McGarry, who is a uh, social media content producer like myself, and he's also a blockchain entrepreneur, economics nerd, and uh, you know uh, also the uh, uh, the founder of Hack Crypto and a couple other cool projects, which we're going to talk about today on the podcast. So, uh, thanks for being here with us, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out with us. So uh, just to kind of get started, like I, I like to get a little perspective on exactly how my guests had found crypto and what really enticed them to get into this space. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and kind of how you ended up in crypto? Yeah, sure. So uh, in February 2013, I was living in Cambridge, Massachusetts, going through like a tech boot camp. And uh, I walked across the street right in front of uh, MIT and I saw this sign that said stick it to the banks by Bitcoin and I remember like laughing and I, I turned to one of my friends and I was like hey man we should we should check this out I mean it's in finance that you know I majored in economics so I was really interested in in what was going on and it had a, um, a QR code on it so I was like all right well let, let's look it up and you know that was like the hook initially and we researched it we started working out of the uh, CIC or the Cambridge Innovation Center, and we were mining it uh, out of out of Dogpatch Labs. Uh, hopefully, they, they don't listen to this, uh, <laughs> but we started mining it on our our little you know CPU computers. And in 2013, everybody was saying that it was a bubble and it was um, you know it was a, a, a Ponzi scheme and a scam right. and whatnot, and it was just vaporware or whatever. And we just had fun, you know, playing ping pong for games that are now worth, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars here and there. <laughs> and uh, no pizzas though, right? Fun. What's that? No, you didn't buy any pizzas though, right? No, no pizzas. <laughs> just extremely, you know, worth a uh, a couple cars probably uh, yeah. for a ping pong game. But yeah, I think that uh, Bitcoin was the first gateway in learning about like what decentralization really stood for and instantly having a background in economics i saw the value in this financial sovereignty concept and it's such a like uh, a statement of oomph uh, i mean when you say financial sovereignty in traditional economics it is almost like a theory i mean it was it was so revered and talked about sure. in traditional uh, senses. And I think that Bitcoin is, is the first true example of it and the true use case of it. And, and having my hands on Bitcoin, and it was super sketchy back then to try and get your hands on it. And I remember when Coinbase came out, um, and I think it was either in 2014-ish, but when they came out, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is going to be a big deal. And in 2014, I, I described it to my parents and I had them buy one Bitcoin for $800 when it was at its peak. 
back then. And within 48 hours, Mt. Gox happened. Crash. <laughs> it went completely down. Bubble burst like everyone was fearing. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and my parents were like, how does this work? You buy up top and then sell down low. What's the deal here? And I remember just laughing with them and, and saying, like, okay, well, I'm going to make some content and it's going to be entirely for beginners. And that was when they said, okay, that's great. You should start doing more of that to get people involved in this because it is, uh, you know, Coinbase was that first very clear, clean cut on ramp. Yeah. Where people could very much see the potential where they said, okay, this is actually an asset class that I could, I could park my money in. Um, and there wasn't any friction into getting involved in it. So that was where I really started ramping up content around 2014. And then, um, you know, fast forward, I created a peer to peer lending company that I sold and moved out to San Francisco. Um, and you know, that was when I really got deep into to the crypto scene out here. I met people that were living entirely off of gift cards. They were purchasing in Bitcoin in the city. I was living with people that were living entirely off crypto. And it just opened my mind to this whole concept of, uh, of sovereignty, of, of not answering to anyone, of holding your own wealth, and just basically owning everything that you have and, and not relying on any, inter, any intermediaries whatsoever. And that was um, what led to YouTube and, and you know, all the other different channels that I have going on right now um, and the current project. Yeah. So, that's a quick background on me in a, in, a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Yeah, I think that, you know, you really kind of hit uh, one of the major points that I like to cover here in the podcast is, you know, like you said, financial freedom, you know, this financial sovereignty that a lot of people don't really necessarily understand about cryptocurrencies when they kind of slough it off when they first hear about it. They're like, oh, that crazy, funny internet money. Oh, it's, you know, one of my friends posted the other day that uh, an article from some mainstream mag saying how uh, Bitcoin is worth less than it is to actually mine it. And it's horrible, you know, and, and everyone's laughing at it. All, all the friends are kind of, you know, putting little laughy, smiley faces or, or, or emojis on it. And I'm just over here like, man, you guys just don't get this concept. And I think that you know you kind of hit the nail on the head there with the idea of you know this is this is really the first time we've been able to give an individual their their true financial freedom or sovereignty through uh, this digital currency yeah yeah and and initially we're we're programmed to to kind of be a little bit hesitant when it yeah. comes to and you know it's because you don't have a someone to point at someone wearing a suit of that course you point at and say hey I lost my money. Uh, can you help me? You have to help me because you're wearing a suit and, and you and you work at at a, at a bank. You have to help me. And just the ability of of knowing that that person isn't there, there's not a safety net. It's entirely up to you. Is a uh, can be a, a scary initial thought for people. It is. It, in in my mind, it's an empowering thought, and it's like pure freedom. Right. <laughs> a lot of people will look at it initially and say like, okay, there's, there's actually no backups. Like I am my own bank, uh, which is initially kind of scary to a lot of beginners, but it is, it's more freeing than people may think. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I think that you can kind of akin it a little bit to uh, buying stuff exclusively on the internet. 
you know, pre 2000, people were like, buy, but put my credit card on the internet. Are you crazy? Why would I do that? Like, there's just, there's just criminals on the internet. That's it. And so, you know, now you, you got everybody, housewives, grandmas, uh, everyone using, you know, places like Amazon to easily buy things on the internet without any kind of fear. But there was definitely a lot of fear about that around that time. And it took a, a long time for that to catch on, really, to ma- become a mainstream instrument. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Mark Moss, who you should definitely have on the podcast at some point, me and him had a great conversation when we were at uh, uh, the North American Bitcoin conference last month. And we talked about uh, that, like what internet has done for adoption in general yeah, has been something humans have never seen before uh, when it comes to community, when it comes to products, when it comes to services, when it comes to any aspect of the economy, the internet has just applied this jet engine <laughs> to it. Right. And, it, and it's, it's remarkable how quickly things have happened because of the internet internationally and globally. And, and it's just, it's such a cool time uh, to watch the transition of everything happen, like physical money going to, to digital money. It's crazy. No, I 100% agree with you there. And actually, you know, I've, I've had Mark Moss on a, a previous show uh, quite a while ago, but he, he he's definitely been one of my favorite guests and very insightful on those kind of macroeconomic topics. And you know, that's kind of where we come in when we talk about the basics of, of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and its application. So uh, I wish more people understood those things. I, I know that personally, I didn't. When I first got into crypto, I was not a finance guy. I, I don't have a background in finance at all. I didn't do economics. You know, I, I'm a, a, a tech guy uh, by trade. I was a designer, architectural designer, and a musician. And so I come from a whole whole different world. But you know, technology has always been the, the kind of you know tying factor into everything I did. And I've been coding since I was 16 and doing graphics and. Uh, you know, self-taught coder. So I understood kind of where things were going with the internet when it first kind of blossomed. And I wish I had been able to take a little bit more advantage of it, but I was pretty young. And so I see a lot of the similarities in what happened then with what's going on right now in the, in the currency world, in the financial world with, with uh, cryptocurrencies. And so I, I'm definitely going to be taking advantage of this one, you know, trying to do like what you're doing where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow uh, my fan base, trying to educate people within the scene, take uh, people who have, you know, little knowledge or no knowledge at all of Bitcoin or how it works or cryptocurrencies and and just try to get them, you know, that, that those first inklings of excitement and get them to flip that switch where they get that aha moment like, oh, yeah, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. And the in the. Just the the concept of um, you know getting across the point that you don't have to buy one whole Bitcoin yeah. is probably the biggest thing I've seen with beginners when I when I talk to them, whether it's online or offline, doesn't matter where it is. You you do not have to purchase an entire Bitcoin. Uh, like there's right. there you know this whole wide array of of other altcoins that are high risk, and then you have your your Bitcoin that you can buy. S- small pieces of it. So even on Coinbase, you can do a recurring purchase. Like there's really, there's no need to, to think of it as um, big units and lump sums of money needed. That's the, the magic is that, you know, you can buy small pieces and you can get involved slowly and, uh, you know, get your, get your foothold in the space and then really start to ramp things up if you feel comfortable with it. Just yeah. like any asset. Um, that's really uh, how it, uh, 
how it worked for me, how it works for everyone that I've talked about um, and everyone I've talked to and all the beginners out there. It's, it's a, a fundamental first step. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of hurdles out there, you know, when it comes to those things. But, uh, you know, kind of kind of looking forward here on what we're all kind of focusing on, what you're focusing on here, uh, particularly recently, is, you know, helping brands and other people to grow their 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 brand awareness and, and to, to gain followers and customers. Uh, you know, one of the things I thought would be kind of interesting to talk about would be maybe if you could give uh, some of our listeners some tips on you know, them trying to start maybe their own content or their own business and, you know, really great ways or tips on how to grow maybe your first thousand, you know, f- brand followers, because I know that's something that you're very passionate about and, and, and kind of ties into your project. So maybe you can talk a little bit about your project and also, you know, maybe give us some tips there. What do you think? Yeah, great. So I think um, the, the the first piece being that I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the, the future of business consists of an audience first. Like if you want to be an entrepreneur and start a business, you should have an online presence Mm -hmm. first and then monetize that. So, you know, if you have a following online, you can create a business and then you can have your inbound and it really helps you get, get a, a strong stance and a foundation instead of, you know, the old school model of, uh, you open a retail store and a, um, and just sort of, put your finger in the air and guess where the foot traffic is. Right. Maybe you're taking ads in the newspaper or something. It's very <laughs> ineffective. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I believe firmly the future is an audience first approach and there's a lot of other content creators out in the space that are very eloquently say it much better than I do. But um, I think that in the future, if you're going to start a business, you need to develop some sort of community first online Mm -hmm. and then you can really develop your brand with them as a community and that helps it almost like this compounding effect so the the project that me and uh, we have a team of seven now we developed this project called grow your base and essentially we're pairing advertisers with who we call earners and advertisers or small brands or startups can go on create a campaign that is for a product or service and they break it down by tasks for people that can earn their product or service by completing those tasks. Mm -hmm. So you have a, you know, let's say a monthly subscription service to an educational course. You could offer a free month if people visit your website, if they subscribe to your newsletter and they share uh, this offer out on social media. So that not only helps you amplify your email newsletter and the people going to your website, but it also helps the earner on the other side uh, earn a free educational course uh, for a month. And we've noticed just in the first three weeks of launching, you know, we've had over 5,000 transactions take place um, on our, our small little marketplace. We have a little over 3,000 earners pre-registered and we're just slowly onboarding them onto the platform to really, uh, luckily, uh, and thanks again for coming in and, and testing the platform. You were you were in very early. That's true. <laughs> on yeah, the, on the site, so you got to see just very the raw, uh, buggy first version. And that's one of the things I loved about technology when I first started companies, um, you know, five years ago, was it's just this work in progress that's constantly iterating on top of each other. And 
you know, Grow Your Base is a perfect example of that where we built it, we sent, you know, 20,000 people onto the website and it just completely broke into 5 million pieces. Mm. <laughs> and we put it back together, did it again because we have audiences and we're able to do that and test quickly. And, you know, now it's, it's growing rapidly and we're seeing a lot of pretty early success. So it's, it's designed to help companies get their first few hundred users, their first few hundred newsletter subscribers, their first few followers, their first few subscribers on YouTube. It's really just a way to build out that audience first approach that I was talking about and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that is really important too. And I kind of, I agree with you, you know, taking an audience first approach on things. And I think that that's where a lot of people kind of get stuck when they want to do something, whether it be a content producer or whether they're starting a blockchain business or just a traditional business. They don't really know exactly how to get started with something like this. And it seems like the tool you're building really helps them to do that. You know, they can incentivize through a product or, or an offering. I mean, I think you could even probably do giveaways and things too, where you can say, hey, we're giving this certain thing away and here's the task you have to complete. And uh, I think that that hel- that definitely helps to drive um, your your audience base. Now, when it comes to something like that, do you feel like uh, incentivizing re- uh, like that gives retention for these customers, or do you think you feel like a lot of people are just doing it to get the reward and then maybe don't interact with the brand later? Have you guys looked into how that's been working so far? Yeah. So what we're seeing is um, about a we're seeing some interesting cross pollination. So. For example, you know, I think we have about 50 running campaigns right now with different advertisers uh, that are, you know, have actively paying out to earners. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is that people are going through and completing and engaging with these uh, these different campaigns. And you know, they're following on social media, they're commenting on posts, they're really engaging with each one of these brands. But they're also saving up tokens and then purchasing whichever product they enjoy the most on the platform because okay. it's like this little this little closed loop ecosystem uh, and in theory being an econ nerd uh <laughs> you know we we wanted to develop this little micro economy where people could earn almost like earning their income by completing these tasks and then they could go through the marketplace and choose which product or service they wanted uh, to to purchase so the idea is that if you have multiple campaigns, one coming out each month, which is what we recommend for all the companies that use the platform right now, they are a different type of campaign. So something that's a little bit different and something that's engaging. And we're seeing about a 50 to 60% retention rate of uh, a user that will engage with the first campaign. They will come back and engage again uh, in the second month's campaign, which for any any method of success is a uh, an absolute smash out of the park when it yeah. comes to retention uh, because you know an average website you might see twenty five percent retention um, you know if it if it's a really sticky product but mm-hmm. what we're seeing with that incentivized um, you know whether they're giveaways whether they're discounts or, or whatever the the brand is really interested in, in offering to their new audience we're seeing this crazy sticky effect um, that's happening. And we've only been in business for uh, two months. We've been developing for a year and a half. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's 
live and, and people, it's, it's unique taking a pre-existing business that had paying customers and users and putting it on the blockchain. I will say that is, it's not as easy as it should be right now. Right. <laughs> like it, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, but now it's, now it's a little bit smoother uh, now that we're on it and, you know, actually getting some transactions going through, but um, yeah, we're seeing good retention and that's a lot of the stickiness is coming from the incentivized aspect and also people referring other people because it is uh, a blockchain project that we don't lead with the fact that it's a blockchain project. Right. So it's like everybody thinks that it's going to be uh, a window into mass adoption because there's no, there's no hint towards crypto. So a lot of the, the nerds like myself that find out about us and they see it, they're like, oh, you guys got to try this. You guys got to try this. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when it comes to kind of building, you know, your, your your initial following of your brand, I think that using a tool like Grow Your Base is definitely a, a really good avenue. Could you give us maybe a couple other tips on ways you found through through developing tools like this and, and, and being within the space to uh, that might be helpful for somebody that is trying to grow their brand beyond using a platform like this? Yeah, I think uh, email. Email is probably the the it's the elephant in the room that no one really talks about because everybody right. thinks for some reason that it's it's like an old technology, but it's not. Um, and I think that people often look over that mistakenly. Yes. And you know, I, I know I, I subscribe to your newsletter, and and I know that um, you know you have. Um, you use your newsletter very effectively. And I think that a lot of people do not uh, right. think about email. And if you are in any business of any kind, or you're starting, starting a business, your email list should be in the top one to two priorities uh, to start. And that goes back to audience first. You know, the audience doesn't necessarily have to be a big Twitter account or a big Facebook page. It could be a big email list. Uh, it, it, it needs to be something that you can reach out to consistently, a group of people uh, that's like a quick think tank and, uh, and a quick audience that you can, you can discuss things with and sell things to. So email, hands down, the most, the, the most valuable asset you can have as an early stage startup for growing out your base, getting them to, to share things, getting them to communicate with you, um, and, you know, surveys also Google forms and newsletters I found to be way more important than, uh, something like, uh, you know, running, uh, running Facebook ads to pressure test your product or yeah. building out a big robust tech platform without proving out the concept first. Like there's just very key small pieces that you need to prove a business concept out. Right. I know. I think that you're right. Email is a hugely overlooked area for a lot of businesses. You know, they want to get on Instagram and get in as many followers as they can or, you know, get on these social platforms or be really big on YouTube. And there's so many people that I know that are doing those things, but they're not really using their email list effectively. And uh, like you said, you know, I, I do. I, I was very email focused uh, when I started my my uh, my venture here into crypto, into education and helping people. And I try and use it, utilize it as best I can. And you know, even, even me, like I, I don't have the best email marketing skills, but I'm always trying to improve because the retention rate and, and, and the feedback that you can get 
from that is is I feel always greater than what I get from social media. Social media tends to be uh, not as great of interaction and retention rate. I feel of people really reading your content and really you know driving traffic to the right kinds of of things that you want them to see. In particular, like your website or other kind of content. You know, I feel like I get a much better response from email list. Yeah, it's it is it is that it is. A, the giant in the room of business that a lot of people overlook because there's the shiny objects that are the Instagram, there's the, the, the Twitter, the YouTube, the sitting in the room at the same time, but the, the not so pretty <laughs> big elephant in the room being emailed that works consistently. You get great feedback. Uh, you get, you can track very basic fundamental things that you need to know, like open rates and click through rates. It's really, um, very underrepresented and I hats off to you for for sticking with the newsletter I tell a lot of youtubers that they need to build out their list um, that's like step one is building out a long list and you know you can really develop a great flywheel between YouTube right and uh, and yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of leads me to my next question here. So if step one is kind of like building out this email list, you know, uh, you want to be able to find customers and you can use a place like grow your, your base to be able to help build that email list. What would be step two if you were like, okay, well now I'm starting to build this email list. You know, what, what do I do? Do I just stick to email or do I just get on one social media platform or, or where do you think kind of step two would be if you're trying to grow that first 1000, like really strong followers for your brand? Yeah. So um, I think as far as uh, the, a lot of the people that I talk to on a regular basis that are entrepreneurs in e-commerce and SaaS, it really is all across the spectrum because I see a lot of similarities in building out uh, their user base. Mm-hmm. And I think that right now it, it really comes down to if you want to start with absolutely no money uh, whatsoever, if, yeah. if you wanted to just start with zero dollars, Um, I think that taking something like uh, a Twitter where you can go on there and follow a bunch of people and interact with people, that is probably the lowest barrier to entry next to Instagram. But I think if you want to build out something that you want to spend some money on, um, that's when you can really, really get a lot of information. So for example, I work with a couple of guys that, um, you know, they do things with Facebook ads and mm-hmm. funnels. I don't know if you could, if you're familiar with like click funnels and things yeah, like that. Yeah, of but, course. Um, they but not for crypto ads. though, unfortunately, they, you know, they've kind of made that really hard for crypto businesses to do now, yeah. uh, in places like Facebook in particular, I used to do advertising on Facebook and they've banned it that will shadow banned it. I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Yep. And I think that like if, if you're starting a business outside of crypto, Facebook ads to click funnels to prove out an idea yeah. uh, is a fantastic way for a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, Facebook ads are a very inexpensive way of, of getting proof of concept really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. As far as crypto goes, I think that, you know, one of the most vibrant communities right now is Twitter. So going on there, interacting with the community and asking yeah. questions. Um, doing polls on Twitter is a free way of getting information. And once you've really developed somewhat of a, of a conversation base on Twitter, um, I think that the next step 
from there is deciding what product you're you're trying to sell. Like if, if you sure. get good feedback on a certain product, um, you know, whether it's e-commerce, spin up a Shopify store and see how many people you can send to the Shopify store. If you gauge any sort of interest and intent from that, even based off clicks, I've seen people, um, you know, start a business just based off of intent before, which I think is a, a pretty aggressive, <laughs> aggressive way to start one. But I think with a zero budget and uh, an eagerness to start, I think, you know, Twitter and social media are great for going out there, getting people in the conversation, asking them questions, going into LinkedIn groups and Facebook groups and um, things that, um, you know, forums, for example, Bitcoin Talk. I, I used Bitcoin Talk for a couple of weeks when we first started Grow Your Base um, to really go through a lot of the questions that people had mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just communicating and having an open forum to figure out what what people want because you don't want to you don't want to build anything without any sort of feedback. That's yeah. what I've learned after building businesses for five years and having multiple failures. You don't want to build anything until you you realize you're solving a problem right. that people need solved. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think that's big. So you know, step two is 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 to uh, go out there and interact because I think you're right. I think interaction is a really big thing. You can have a Twitter account or Instagram or Facebook, and if you're not actually interacting with people uh, actively, not just posting something, and if anyone posts up back on you, then you you know uh, you, you reply to their comment. But really seeking out the people in the industry and going out there and, and being active, I think, is very big. And you're right. I think number three is then then you know gathering feedback getting feedback from people and saying, okay, well, you know, based upon the interactions I've had, you know, how can I get some feedback from some of these people to find that direction that I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, with a prime example being like Airbnb, like I think they had about a hundred users on there. And one of the users, the hosts that had the most bookings, the founders literally flew out to New York city and met with that person in person um, and went to their apartment and sat down and talked to them and asked them, what would a, uh, you know, a five experience be? What would a 10 experience be for you at a 10 out of 10? And they just did that when they saw people booking, they would really show up and ask questions. Um, and that is one of the reasons why they're wildly successful, uh, that in photography, that they are, um, a great example of, you know, the early days do things that don't scale and get people in through the door and ask them questions because your your customers are who you need to be catering to and, and really figuring out which direction to go in because it, yeah, immensely valuable in your head, but then when someone interacts with it, they use it entirely different than what you could have imagined. And uh, you really need to do that first before jumping into building something out like major yeah major marketing campaigns or really you know uh finalizing your product you have that feedback first i think that's that's a big tip right there yeah and that kind of brings everything kind of full circle you know when you're talking about okay well you're starting off from nothing how do you acquire those first thousand brand followers and then you know what at what point then do you really start to to you know scale and ramp up from there and i think we've kind of you you covered all those with some really great tips here yeah yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I definitely, um, you know, as 
an entrepreneur for the past five years, uh, you know, I sold my previous business to Max Levchin, the founder of PayPal, and that experience alone, learning from him and what they did at PayPal early days firsthand was um, extremely valuable for me as a as a, a young entrepreneur in San Francisco, like bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. <laughs> if you build it, they will come, you know, that's, that was the mentality that a lot of people have, but it's just fundamentally not true, uh, with a lot of, um, there needs to be advocates. There needs to be people that you're engaging with. And there needs to be people that really, really believe in some sort of structure. Um, like prime point being Bitcoin, you know, Satoshi passed the torch and, uh, people, it just that network effect took off right. to the point where it was all based on referrals. Like, Hey, have you checked this out? Check this out. And then it would be just a transaction. would get that person hooked. And yeah. without that type of network effect taking place and people to advocate for you, you're really, um, you got to find that before spending big money. Right. So maybe instead of like, uh, build it and they will come, it's find your audience and they will buy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Perfect. Well said. Well said. Well, hey, uh, Steve, I, I really I think that's a great way to kind of cap this conversation. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today, sharing a little insight on how you got into crypto, about your 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 uh, great uh, endeavors you're you're working on right now with Grow Your Base, and giving us some tips on uh, how to get those first thousand you know followers and and, and brand uh, drivers, and you know kind of real real in you know generally. Uh, focusing on the audience, focusing on being an audience first, uh, you know, service business or, or product business. Very insightful. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I think that uh, I, I'm a firm believer in just starting. So if, if you're on the cusp of just getting started, go for it. Just, just, just do it. Just get a couple pieces of feedback and then just take off running and fail quickly and then iterate and just go from there. There's really no, uh, there's no one way to do it for sure. Yeah. I love it, man. All right, well, uh, hey, once again, thanks for, for coming on. And for the rest of you guys, until next time, stash that crypto, friends. Mm-hmm.